0: This is Joshua Bell with The Kilt in the Cloth on my second interview of the the series about high school sweethearts. And I have with me Johnny and Helen Fuller, uh, who have been married over 50 years, and um, I'm really excited to have them here. Hi, Helen. Hi, Johnny. How are you Hi, guys? Hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. It's good to have you today. So uh, I just, uh, again, as you know, as we keep doing these interviews <coughs> and for my podcast, the uh, the goal for this is I, I want, I'm I interviewing couples that met at an early age and that have been married for quite a long time. As you both know, that this is kind of an abnormal thing in our society. And mm-hmm. I'm just curious about these things. So, uh, so let's just start right off the bat. How did the two of you meet?
1: We met in junior high.
0: In junior high. Seventh
1: grade, actually. In Holdenville, we had... Um, Neighborhood elementary schools and we went to different elementary schools and then the junior high all of the elementary schools then would go to one junior high and um, we had a class together and um, that's when we met. You want me to tell the rest of the story?
2: That's when we met. (laughs)
1: Well, a friend of mine had asked me to ask Johnny if he had a date for uh, Sadie Hawkins week. Because I had the class with him, I went and I asked him, did he have a date for Sadie Hawkins week? And he goes, no, but I'll go with you.
0: Nice. And
1: I said, okay. So I had to then go to my friend and tell her that he had a date. So that kind of started the junior high sweetheart thing. And um, of course, we would meet at ball games and um, different school activities. And my parents wouldn't let me date until I was 16. And for my 16th birthday, my parents gave me a private phone in my room. Oh, wow. And that night, he called me and asked me for a date. And I said, yes. And then that kind of started it all.
0: So, out of curiosity, because I have couples that ask this question a lot, especially when it comes to dating. Like, what did you all go do for dates? When I mean, you're in high school, so what did you guys do?
1: We met at basketball games.
2: Well, if you're talking about a date where we went together. Yes. Movies. It was the show. The show. The show. The movie theater. Yeah. That's back in the old days. And in a small town, that was basically about the only thing to do. The uh, bowling alley was in an adjacent town that would come later, but usually it was to go to the show on Friday night or Saturday night.
0: That's awesome. Well, because you date, uh, how long did you date before you got married?
1: <laughs> well, uh, we didn't get married till uh, between our junior and senior year in college.
0: Oh, wow. I didn't realize it had been that long. Yes. Eight.
1: Eight years. Eight
2: years. Yeah. There was a little low our freshman year when we weren't dating, but eight years.
0: So there was a there was a moment that you you were separated.
1: Johnny decided he wanted to separate for a little bit. For a little bit. I didn't decide that. He did.
0: Ah, uh, nice. I like. I love. Love how you said that. <laughs> and because this happens a lot, I've noticed that couples have been together for a long time. Carmen and I were. Um, we dated for almost two years before we got married, which was abnormal for our generation. Um, but there's a, there's a moment that every couple has that all of a sudden that you know this is the person you want to spend the rest of your life with. Do you, do you remember that moment, or how did that happen?
1: I don't think it was like a lightning bolt that hit you that said, okay, this is the guy. Um, I just remember that he was... Uh, he's because of his kindness and he showed his affection toward me, made me feel warm inside, basically. And he spoiled me. Nice. I mean, he, not only him, but his mom and dad spoiled me, too. Our mm-hmm. parents knew each other. Mm-hmm. they all lived in, We all lived in the same town. So he knew my parents. I knew his parents. And I think having all of that family togetherness kind of helped all of that. But it was his way of just being kind and loving toward me made me think, I kind of like this guy.
0: Yeah, that's He might
1: be worth keeping. (laughs) Nice, I like how you
0: said that. How how did it work
2: for you, John? I'd agree it wasn't just all at once. We had um, dated so long, I think she knew almost all my relatives, and I think I knew almost all of her relatives and had been around them for quite some time. I guess you could say that when I knew is when I proposed, I guess, or I decided then. And it was the summer after our sophomore year in college, and I was gone to Colorado for a month to a surveying course. Mm -hmm. So that was the longest time we had been separated since seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And... When I got home that night, we got back into town about 2 o'clock in the morning, and a guy from Stigler dropped me off in Holdenville at her house, not at my house. And that night in her living room, I proposed to her.
1: And I said, yes.
2: (laughs) Well, thank goodness for that. That had been a little awkward. Yeah. So, I I don't know. You know, we had been around each other so much that was the longest time up to that point that we had been separated. And uh, I think when you've dated as long as we have, you've developed a relationship and you somewhere reached the point that you want that relationship to continue under different circumstances. Mm-hmm. And you have to also reach a point of mental maturity to think i'm ready to ha- handle this even though you're not you just don't know it <laughs> right or <laughs> you i guess you can cope with it and adjust to it but you don't know until you're in the ball game what the ball game's like but you have this image of what it's going to be like but again you just don't want to continue wanna, you want you want to deepen the relationship and continue where you're together more than you have been mm-hmm. you don't have to be so dependent on circumstances to be able to be together. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I, I think a lot of a lot of times
0: when I'm working with couples, everything is so fast, so fast-paced. They're very okay. short engagements. They're very short moments. The um, an interesting thing that I've found lately is, is the fact that a lot of couples have this cohabitation thing where they, they move in together. But that's the same Idea is the dating, right? It's just that you just can't escape right. as easily when you're dating. The one of the things that a, a lot of couples ask about um, is is what do you two not not that they're asking you, but just in general, what is it that you two to celebrate the good times? Like what? How do you all enjoy spending your time together? I'll tell you where I'm coming from. Every couple that I work with, I tell them that they they have to go on dates. A lot of young people don't understand that. They they don't understand that dating is is a way of learning about each other. Um, so I, I say you need to go on dates because it's non negotiable time with each other. So just out of curiosity, what do you what do you two do to celebrate or spend good times together?
2: Now or twenty years ago. Oh or thirty <laughs> years ago. The answer is yes. I, I mean, uh, Yeah,
0: yes. Couples the young couples that I'm working with they
2: want to know all the how how do you make it good well we were very lucky that even after we had started a family in order for our boys to know their grandparents they were willing to have them in the summer for a week usually after little league season
0: no, yeah. Before school mm-hmm. started. Right,
2: right. So that was that was a good time. It was a nice break for the kids but for them to be more familiar with their grandparents. But it was a nice time for us too. Um, we graduated from going to the show in high school to go into the movie theater in Stillwater now <laughs> because that was the closest thing. Um
1: Highlight like Pizza.
2: Yeah and going to Hideaway Pizza. Uh, And still worked at that at times when the kids were small and we'd have a babysitter because we were going to go out. (laughs) Although I can't remember any particular instances necessarily.
0: Did your dates change as as you were married longer? or?
1: Well, I think the dates changed... uh, Around financial issues, mm-hmm. what you can and can't do with three children and jobs, uh, occupying most of your time. So there were different factors involved in what changed the dating issues or times. Um, just spending time, well, we have a place out at the lake. And that's kind of our getaway is going to the lake and spending a night or two or some cases a little longer, but um, last night, it was kind of neat, I mean, even last night, um, at 8.30, like I told you earlier, he spoiled me Well, I'm still spoiled. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, I know. So last night, about 8.30, I go in where he's watching TV, and he looks at me, and I have that little smile, and he goes, okay, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And I said, I'd like to have some ice cream. So we go to Brahms at 8.30 at night and get our little cups of ice cream. And he pulls around, and we park in the parking lot at Brahms and eat our ice cream right there. We don't really have a conversation or anything, but it was a time to be together.
0: That's what I want to know.
1: Even the quiet time, Mm
0: -hmm. sitting in
1: the parking lot at 9 o'clock at night, eating our sherbet ice cream and watching the people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, just, you don't have to go out to do anything that's going to cost money. It's just being your time together.
0: Yeah, those those are the things that I wanted to hear. You know, that, that it's not about how much money you spend. It's about the time that you spend together. Yeah. That makes it the good time.
1: Yeah.
0: I think. I don't know if I'm speaking on your behalf
2: there or not, but... That's you know, for me. You no, know, it, it was... Something that I observed as as I was growing up and a little bit beyond that that um, our our families knew each other but they were fairly different and my family didn't do as many of those kinds of things or because it always seemed like there wasn't finances available to do that. Mm-hmm. Her family didn't necessarily have the extra finances. They just knew how to do it in a way that it was a fun and it was an outing and I came to realize probably even before we got married that that was a worthwhile thing to do. That's awesome.
0: Well, so, I mean, one of the beautiful parts about being in a relationship is we get to share those special moments, but then there's those moments that are a little bit painful, and we have bad days. Um, almost all couples get to a point where they have a bad day or a bad moment. Um, so I'm I'm because these couples usually ask me this: the hardest part for them is is how do they work through the the difficult times? How did how did you, the two of you? Because it's going to be different for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. I mean. But for the two of you, how did you all find the best way to work through those things?
1: Well, for me, I am a crier. I get I it just it just happens. No matter if it's a, a dog dies, one of your parents die or or some or one of your boys gets a divorce, whatever, I cry. And Johnny always just he never has a lecture or doesn't have the answers to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. And he'll just let me cry on his shoulder, and that's my comfort way of handling my side of the problem, is mm-hmm. him just being a good listener without judging or lecturing or having the right answer.
0: Oh, good. That's, that's really he awesome. just
1: uh, He just lets me cry on his
0: shoulder. That's awesome. How about you, Johnny? How do you... Find that you guys deal with difficult
2: times. Well, <clears throat> we just mentioned a big spectrum of difficult times. Mm-hmm. They ought, some of them would be different than others. Um, I think sometimes you just have to understand that part. Of those difficult times are part of life, and you'll get through it if you want to get through it, mm. or if you need to get through it. Mm-hmm. or somebody you love needs you to get through it mm-hmm. and you know thinking about this deal i thought back a lot and realized you know there were a lot of times when when uh, God was probably looking out for us more than we realized mm-hmm. I'm sure it was more than we realized and um, it takes a while after that before you see that where you look back and see that Mhm. Yeah, that's uh that's a lot of
0: truth. We we tend to forget that God's in the midst of all of that all the time and and uh how hard it is for us to it's not that we have a hard time acknowledging it, but it's a hard time to recognize it until later on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think this, this kinda of goes yeah. right into this idea of um so all couples, even in the midst of having bad times, will always have an argument. You know, mm-hmm. like we said, we were talking about it in church on Sunday that if you have two people in a room, you're going to get three ideas. You know, um, so how how did you find was the best way for the two of you to work through your disagreements? Yeah, that's the question. I I.
1: I don't I can't think of a disagreement right now specifically, but usually if we have a disagreement I just turn around and walk off.
2: Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I guess she taught me that sometimes it's better when enough has been said to not say any more. Oh, good. <laughs> and have yeah. a little cooling off period. Yeah. Yeah,
1: And I think a lot of times when we have a little disagreement, he'll go one way and I'll go the other way. And we kind of internalize the issue of it was it really that important.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And if probably and most of the time it wasn't that important to be an argument. And so um, he'll come in and he'll say, I'm sorry. And I'll come in and i say, I'm sorry.
0: That's the part I really want to hear. A lot of couples have a hard time understanding that there has to be closure a reconciliation of some sort doesn't mean that it has to be right, but the, we value the relationship more than that argument yeah
1: um and and i my personal advice would be, don't hold it, let it go
0: mm-hmm hmm
1: don't I mean I know we had an argument two weeks ago. No, I'm kidding.
2: I, I guess I forgot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's valued the relationship more than the argument. No, yeah, but
1: I know we had this argument, and later he did come in and say he was sorry. I knew he was wrong.
0: Right. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know,
2: I knew what you meant. That's funny.
1: Okay, but anyway, yeah. So I think you have to acknowledge that it takes two people to argue. It takes two people to correct and heal the feel, the hurt feelings. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, that kind of comes with experience again and, and being able to put things in perspective that you make minor issues out of minor things. Yeah. You know, don't, don't major the minors, don't have a major argument over something that really doesn't amount to much other than difference of opinion or who's going to prevail. But the impact of the issue is not that great.
0: I mean, I think it goes right into my next comment, you know, that every couple when they first get together, when they move in together, they have to get over their quirks. You know, like like you're saying, minor issues usually, if they're not let go or not resolve they turn into massive major issues and i i always refer to as i was talking to before like the toothpaste issue everyone knows that you roll it from the bottom except for my wife who squeezes it from the middle you know there's this uh conversation that you have about how do you do these things as a couple so i'm i'm curious how did how did you all work through those quirks because you you both have an interesting uh sibling arrangement family system but just out of curious, how did you all work through those?
1: Uh, the toothpaste problem.
0: The toothpaste problem.
1: He has his own, and I have mine. Yeah,
0: that's what I heard from Ron. Too.
2: Yeah. yeah, me, Carmen, I have that problem too. That's how you know you've you've gotten to the point of affluence in your life. You have separate toothpaste. That's. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And shampoo, and shampoo, yeah, and body wash. Yep, I understand. Okay,
1: okay.
0: I, I'm, I'm <laughs> right along with you on this. I, I do the same thing.
1: Deodorant. That's right. No. that's right,
0: that's right, that's <laughs>
1: right. Well, Johnny does have some quirks that I get a little frustrated with, and sometimes I tell him about it, and sometimes he doesn't listen. And so at that point, I just, okay, I'm going to give you an example. Okay, yep. Can I give you an example? Yes, absolutely. He loves to hang his clothes that he has worked in or that he has just finished working out on the bike and getting hot and sweaty on the doors, across the top of the door and the doorknobs. It's dry. It's
2: dry. I know. I know. But there are other.
1: It's my turn. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't know how that just really just is like fingernails scraping on a chalkboard, how it affects me. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I've shared this with him. He knows how I feel, but he still does it. So I know that me talking to him or nagging him isn't going to work. So I just take them up and throw them on the floor. That releases my frustration. Nice. He gets the idea from his silent treatment that I did that. Uh huh. So, that's one of his quirks.
0: And then, if we flip the script. <laughs>
2: I can't think of particular quirks she has, but I, I should be able to. Good answer. <laughs> Good answer. But, but different personalities attract, and I'm sure that the quirks she had, I tried to give a very logical reason <laughs> for my viewpoint. Yes, and yes it of course. Very seldom overridden, overrode her emotional viewpoint. Nice. Aish.
0: Very very nice. Very nice way to put it. So that's in, another way where perfect, you just right. learn
2: okay, it's not that big a deal or this is a no-win situation or this is never really going to be resolved. Right. So we'll continue to agree to disagree. That's awesome. I love this. This is, you know, so like uh,
0: in the midst of those moments we, we have to deal with our little quirks and we have those little disagreements. Uh, one of the questions that has come to my attention that I, I wanted to ask Ron and Nancy, but it, I didn't get that. But so, what do you all do to keep your relationship fresh? What are what are some things that you do? Because you've been married for <laughs> fifty years. At some point, there's only so many times you can go to the movies. And well, we're in a relationship time now that the movies aren't an option.
1: We can go back to the very beginning of this conversation where I said he has spoiled me. Mm-hmm. He has. Um, we have a big TV in the den and a little TV in the bedroom and he lets me watch the big TV with my
0: weekly shows Mm -hmm.
1: and he will go to the bedroom and watch his football or or his sports or Fox News and sometimes we'll get get together yeah I had to include that Mm -hmm. and so sometimes he'll come and watch a little bit of mine (laughs) not very much (laughs) <laughs> and then I will go in and watch a little bit of the sports with him. So that's one of the, and then he lets me go play golf in the morning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I will have cooked, not very often, but I will cook sometimes. And he cleans up the mess. I mean, it's just the little things like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that just kind of keeps things bubbling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or sometimes just the way he holds my hand.
0: Those are, yeah, those, those are the things like that. I think a lot of couples tend to forget that it's it's the little things that really add up to a lot, you know, over time. So we're, we're, we're kind of coming to the end of this conversation. And, and again, I, I, I really appreciate your time and everything. But if there was any advice that you would want to pass on to couples that are just starting out, whether they've been married or just starting out again, I, I'm just curious if, Since you both have had just an extraordinary marriage, you know, 50 years together is is an extraordinary feat, not to mention that you met in seventh grade. That's Mm -hmm. that's also extraordinary out of curiosity. What would that kind of advice be that you might want to pass on to others?
1: (laughs) I, I have. okay. Back in July, I have a calendar, a daily devotional calendar, mm-hmm. and in July, this little verse came up, and I thought this was very appropriate for this meeting. Um, it's from Philippians 1-7, and it goes, we have shared together the blessings of God, whether it's the blessings of just meeting each other or having children or or whatever, it's, and it's the little things. You don't have to have a great, big, everyday, spectacular, fabulous something. It's the little things like going to brunch at night for ice cream that help hold the marriage together Hmm. or the relationship.
0: That's awesome. Johnny?
2: (coughs) Everyone's background is different as they approach marriage or they've just become married, and they all have an image of what they think it's going to be. And sometimes those images may be fairly realistic, and sometimes they're not because of what society and the media has indoctrinated you to, especially, I sound like an old person, especially the last 15, 20 years mm-hmm. of what forms that image in, young know, people's mind. But the advice I would give them is that before you get married, or if you've already become married, you certainly will or have begun to realize that it's different than what you thought it was going to be. Doesn't mean it's bad. Doesn't mean it's disappointing. It's just different. And it will evolve as you evolve and as you mature and as you go through life. But before you make that commitment, or if you already have, the biggest commitment you make is to make it work, Mm -hmm. not to enjoy it while it's fun, and then think that it's acceptable to just bail. Mm -hmm. It's a commitment. The commitment is more than anything else as they say, for better or worse, Mm -hmm. because people who wrote that knew it was going to be that way. Mm -hmm. So the commitment has to predominate the relationship that you're committed to. Uh, Does that mean it will always work for everybody? No, I can't can't comment on that. We're very fortunate, and we just observed our 50th anniversary not too long ago, and we attended celebrations for both our parents' 50th anniversaries. Mm So, it's a, it's it's a test of your of your commitment to make it work. That it's got to be strong. Understanding that that your viewpoint and the difficulty of it will come and go. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good advice from both
0: of you. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, <laughs> I I I think the part that I'm finding as I work with couples is is that there's this idea that um, it's all good until it's no fun, and when it's no fun and it's not mm-hmm. supposed to be, and you and I both know that that's not exactly the way this works. Right. It's it's the same res- relationship with our with God. There are days that it works really well, and there's days that you just sit there and go. Mm-hmm. Okay, God, why me? you know mm-hmm. um, and uh, I, I really appreciate this conversation and and I thank you very much for your time and uh, come coming to uh, talk to to me about uh, your your relationship and uh, um, I, I appreciate you being here okay. so you're welcome.
1: Thank you.